today on Ag News Daily. And so there's there's some projects out there that we've been working with to capture that water coming out of drain tiles, keep it on the field in a storage, and then be able to pump a few, an inch or so back on that field uh, when that crop really needs it. August 31st, day two of the Farm Progress Show, Tanner Winterhoff, again alongside Delaney Howell. How are you doing? I'm good, Tanner, but we have to we have to take some time here to do something. Because what? yesterday was a very special day that we didn't get to talk about on the podcast. You're right. It was day one of the Farm Progress Show, <laughs> 2022, here in Boone, Iowa. It was also your 34th birthday, and oh. I brought you a little something. I know our listeners can't see it, but I brought you an official Ag News Daily koozie for uh, whatever adult beverages you like to throw in there. These are highly sought after. This is like a collector's <laughs> item. I am uh, I am honored. Thank you so very much. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. I know we, I said it in person, but our listeners didn't get the chance to <laughs> wish, wish you a happy birthday, so they can do that now. Find Tanner on Twitter or TikTok or come see him at the Farm Progress Show. That's right. recording Farm for Profit this week. That's right. I would be happy to meet you guys as listeners. It's always the fun part of this gig is to see who is behind the speakers as we record these things. But again, we are Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Let's uh, pause here early for a quick message from our sponsor today, Lindsay Irrigation and Zomatic Systems. They say proper preparation prevents poor performance. Your local Zomatic dealer is here to help you prepare for the next irrigation season now. Act fast to lock in bonus rebates on fall deliveries and your choice of additional available incentives. The sooner you lock it in, the better your deal will be. So don't delay. Terms and conditions apply. See your local dealer or visit lindsay.com slash fall savings for full details. Well, Tanner, as we kick things off here with the news to start things off, we're continuing to see inflation rear its ugly head as Chinese commodity demand is continuing to struggle due to inflation. But we're also seeing the EU inflation hit a new record high in August at 9.1%. Yikes. That's uh, that's high and uh, not trending the right direction. Yeah. Energy prices are up 38% and food is up 10% for the EU. So certainly going to be harder to make those dollars stretch a little further. Yeah. Sounds just like what we reported on how the U.S. kind of started the summer off and uh, certainly going to shape up to need some metrics there to slow that down. Something else that's hot is the temperatures, Delaney. Some of the hottest temperatures on the year are away are on the way for the West Coast, probably staying dangerously hot through Labor Day. So that's going to be for the rest of the week. A mega heat wave is building and will be here for the long term. More than 55 million people are currently under heat alerts from Southern California through the San Joaquin Valley into portions of the Northwest, including 20 of the most populated cities in the U.S. Temperatures are projected to exceed 110 degrees Fahrenheit as parts of the Southwest get these excessive heat warnings. So most of the dire areas are going to be a little ways away from us, but today at the Farm Progress Show, it will be warmer than yesterday. But for right now, at least we're in the shade with a nice slight breeze. Yes, still nice today. Going to be nice the rest of this week. It's not nice, Tanner, in the state of Mississippi as we're continuing to see flooding going on there as well as a water emergency. I listened to it on the news this morning, but uh, folks down there, especially around the Jackson, Mississippi area, are not able to drink their own water. They are saying there is a boil order in effect and folks in that part of the country are needing to drink boiled or bottled water only. 
So far, more than 375,000 folks still remain without power, and utility companies said that dozens of schools across the southeastern portion of the state also have without water and electric, so lots of areas dealing with lots of inclement weather. I had seen that article as well, so I'm glad that you reported that. Unfortunate for those friends of ours in the Southwest. Uh, also unfortunate news, not directly tied to agriculture in the most recent, uh, but certainly had affected us in the past. Mikhail Gorbachev had uh, passed away. So I don't know if you mm. saw that headline. He was one of the greatest figures in the 20th century. A flood of tributes have come in across social media and all across the world. He died at age 92 on Tuesday. He's universally credited for ending the Cold War, which was uh, obviously uh, a big major part of our history. President Joe Biden led the tributes by saying former Soviet leader was a man of remarkable vision who risked his career to differentiate the future. Uh one-of-a-kind statesman and uh, looks like a great pragmatist of pragmatist. Oof, that's a bigger word than I'm used to using, Delaney, of modern Russian history. So uh, unfortunate news there, but wanted to uh, get everybody on the same page in case you had missed that piece of news yesterday. Well, Tanner, staying on those same tracks, continued news here of Russian military strikes as Russia has now continued to strike Ukraine grain facilities at the ports, especially at one of their largest ports, the Mykolaiv port, probably not pronouncing that correctly. But another strike took place at that port on Tuesday, damaging quite a few grain storage facilities and also initiating a fire that was still burning as of first thing this morning. Photos from the area are also showing holes in the roof, at least two grain storage facilities down and out. And not surprised because we've started to see shipments getting out. Now we're seeing storage being impacted to potentially affect those shipments. Yeah, I had uh, actually came across that one as well. We got a little bit of an overlap, so see if I could expand on that. USDA put out their ag export outlook. I don't know if you saw that, Delaney, or not. Ag outlook for 2023, the USDA is expecting those exports to set a record in 2022, but declined by $5 billion in 2023. So uh, exports are projected to hit that record this year at $196 billion, but 2023 doesn't look to be as well. Of course, that will be dependent upon our trade partners. The decrease is primarily driven to lower exports of cotton, beef, and sorghum. That's partially offset by higher exports of soybeans and other horticulture products. So uh, markets for us to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting next week to see Delaney in our Market Monday conversation. Well, we're not having a Market Monday conversation oh, here. It's right. Labor Day. Labor Day. I'm glad that you're right on top of things. I see you had the exact same article pulled up. I did. Uh, as I did. I so. did. And the other side of that is where does China fall into this picture? Because as we know, we've still been seeing China come to the buying table. But rumor has it that they've been trying to buy commodities on the dip. We have no official reports to confirm that. But uh, commodities were certainly weaker this morning. And we're also continuing to see tensions escalate between China and Taiwan. And, of course, the U.S. is siding with Taiwan in many instances. So that may continue to impact the ag export picture as well. If China decides once and for all to step away from the U.S., which would be really hard for them to accomplish, Tanner. Yeah, it would. Uh, Back to some Farm Progress Show news, a little bit of unveiling. I shouldn't say a little bit, a lot of unveiling happening Absolutely. at this show. But for right now, let's pause one more time 
for a message from Lindsay Irrigation and talking about their zomatic systems. They say proper preparation prevents poor performance. Your local zomatic dealer is here to help you prepare for the next irrigation season now. Act fast to lock in bonus rebates on fall deliveries and your choice of additional available incentives. The sooner you lock it in, the better your deal will be. So don't delay. Terms and conditions apply. See your local dealer or visit lindsay.com slash fall savings for full details. So Case IH revealed its Trident 5550 applicator with Raven Autonomy technology. I don't know if you saw this, Delaney, but Case's sprayers and fertilizer spreaders have created a significant milestone in accelerated product development efforts between Case and Raven. I know we had a great conversation down at Commodity Classic with Raven Industries, but this robust product line is now set to have driverless fertilizer applicators. The guidance and steering, propulsion control, perception, and path planning software in the applicators will all be run off of software developed by Raven. Operators will be able to plan and complete an entire operation based on mapped field boundaries, all from a mobile device. Delaney, this is one of the first fully autonomous of large scale because this, there's no capacity restrictions. Uh, this is the regular sprayer size and spreader size that Case IH offers. And they are now going to be able to sense obstacles in a 360 degree environment around the machine using the artificial intelligence by Raven. So one of the good pieces of advancements in ag shared here at Farm Progress yesterday. I mean, I think we shared this on the podcast yesterday, but Farm Progress show really is where technology and agriculture culminates for this great unveiling of all these different products and people. And it's just a great networking event to see what's coming down the pipeline for agriculture. But Tanner, one final story I have here of something coming down the pipeline, not necessarily for agriculture specifically, but for the transportation industry, we've gotten word that tentative deals have been reached with three of the 12 rail unions and large U.S. freight railroads that would impact or represent more than 15,000 workers or about 11% of that total 140,000 workforce. As we know, the Presidential Emergency Board, or PEB, was given suggestions or had given suggestions to try and avert a strike in mid-September. And it seems we've reached a tentative deal with only about 11% of that total workforce. So starting to make headway, but maybe not quite enough headway. Yeah, but it is progress in the right direction. Might not get there as fast as we want it to get, but it is a good start. So another thing that came out of a press release here at Farm Progress was Lando Lakes is providing a warranty and incentives to farmers to transition into regenerative agriculture. I know sitting here at the Sukup booth where we're recording live today and each day for the Ag News Daily podcast, we've had other conversations around regenerative ag. And we had one this morning at 9, yesterday at 9.30. It's certainly a topic that is getting a lot of headlines. So Lando Lakes is working with Truterra's platform, supporting farmers with sustainable practices, Winfield United scientific approach to crop management, and expertise from their local ag retailers. Lando Lakes Cooperative is the one that's providing the incentive behind. So farmers start off by inquiring about the Truterra market and access to their program. Those interested in first-time practices changing such things as adding cover crops or reducing tillage could receive an $2 an acre to set a baseline for that incentive. The $2 an acre is to support farmers interested in making changes to equipment lineups or tasks. 
as far as that goes. Additionally, farmers have the opportunity to participate in a RX prescription plan as long as they continue to follow the guidelines there and then partner up with Truterra's carbon program to add another $25 a ton sequestered of CO2 in your ground. So a lot of collaboration being announced here, and I'm sure we're going to have more to share tomorrow as we continue to report here. But that's the last piece, Delaney, of news that I have for today's episode. Absolutely. I think the only other thing we have to touch on here before we get into our conversation with Brad Dunbar from Lindsay Irrigation's Zematic line is to chat markets, which are continuing to see a little bit of negative trade today here this morning. Corn seems to be pulling down other commodities, whereas yesterday we really saw the soybean complex pulling down corn and wheat. Today, December new crop corns down about 11 and a half cents on the midday at 665. New crop soybeans down about two pennies on the morning at 1430. Hopping over into the wheat complex, September wheat futures up about four pennies on the morning at 8.03. And looking at livestock, we're seeing a little bit of a mixed bag here, especially in the feeder cattle complex, as October feeders are up two pennies at a buck 83, while November feeders down about 17 and a half cents at a buck 84. October live cattle down a dollar oh five this morning at 142, and October lean hogs down a dollar fifty two at ninety two oh seven. Tanner, without further ado, let's kick it over to that conversation with Brad Dunbar. Well, folks, it is day two here of the Farm Progress Show. Busier than ever, but nice day for day one, Tanner. Pretty cool weather, and we're excited to be joined once again by Brad Dunbar, the regional manager for Lindsay Zematic product. Brad, thanks for joining us again today because we're excited to continue the discussion that we left off with yesterday. You know, we talked a lot yesterday about some of the product lines that Lindsay has that you work with. But today we want to talk specifically and get into a little bit more about how the growers that you work with overcome some of those obstacles that we talked about yesterday on the podcast, you know, this year, especially with weather, drought, stress, etc. Lindsay has had a great ability to help kind of meet the challenges that we've seen this year. Yeah, there and there has been, as there typically is, a lot of challenges. And I think that's the, the neat thing within agriculture and within technology is is all of us really working together uh, as a team to, to come up with how do we address those challenges. And that's one thing that I've been really pa- proud about our team at Lindsay is how we've worked hand-in-hand with the producer and really having those voice of the customer type of discussions to really dial in our roadmap on on where we're going in the future. Uh, We've had a lot of new products over the last decade that have came about through those types of discussions from wheel track, uh, flat tire, uh, how do you solve those types of things? And our NFT, no flat tire, is one of those ways and one of those products that we've had out for a number of years and and producers have really appreciated uh, not having those flat tires, not having the wheel tracks that traditionally you have in in center pivot irrigated fields and and taking, taking care of those. And we talked a little bit yesterday about our field net product too as far as, you know, one of the other challenges as we uh, continue to see um, the landscape in agriculture change is the time. You know, labor is is a challenge everywhere. And one of our products, the FieldNet product that we've had out for a number of years, and then we talked a little bit yesterday about the FieldNet Advisor product on scheduling, 
is being able to know exactly where that machine is at, what's going on, um, not eliminate going out to the field, but but able to better manage one's time. Uh, and things have become more expensive, too. Uh, the, the less miles that we can spend on the road or more things that we can get done on the farm, but also less miles on that truck, right? And less miles on the truck, we know what the price of a new pickup is today, and we know what the price of fuel has been. So that's one of the that's also one of the areas that we've been able to, to really help guys out throughout the years. Delaney, I get uh, a lot of people add me to Snapchat because of this podcast and just the, the ag network that we have. People love sharing. And I would say a lot of my friends that have pivots would love the NFT, the original NFT, mm-hmm. before it became popular because it seems like they're always frustrated with at the worst time a tire goes flat or it's always in the worst place. Or, it is. Like you said, it just isn't convenient. So that's a, a huge advantage. If you remember Delaney to yesterday, he said – more crop per drop. I love as, that. As a part of this program. And I just want to know if we've got a listener that's curious or, or feels like they've got roadblocks or obstacles in front of them, how do you guys consult with with the farmer, the grower? How do you help them overcome those obstacles? We have a great team within Lindsay, but I'd say one the the best resources is to go to their local dealer. We have a tremendous dealer network uh, across North America. And they're the ones that really know that area, and that's one thing we take pride in at Lindsay is customizing each center pivot for that particular grower, understanding the soil types, understanding the terrain, making sure that the right machine gets placed out there, the right sprinkler package gets put on that machine uh, for the infiltration rate that that soil is able to take on, and also making sure that that pumping system is set up that it's the most efficient it can be. You know, as we mentioned yesterday, Tanner and I don't see a lot of pivots here in central Iowa. We have pretty fertile soil, usually pretty good rainfall, but Mother Nature always has other plans, Mm -hmm. it seems. And, you know, we have to admit that climate change will play an impact at some point. But where do you see pivots and irrigation coming into maybe further east into the Midwest? Is that something you're starting to see? You know, usually those types of discussions come about from a year like this year or 2012, where we see uh, people sit take a closer look at, hey, maybe a center pivot makes sense to me, even though traditionally we have enough rainfall uh, to grow a good crop. Mm-hmm. And uh, with when you take a look at that investment, even in a more easterly uh, area, sometimes that makes a lot of sense. And I think this is going to be one of those years where you can really justify, hey, if I can get water, this may be the maybe something to take a close look at. We're also seeing some some different uses for center pivots, too. There's some even projects in Iowa that we talk about, hey, we're, usually we have too much water, especially in the spring, mm-hmm. and getting water off the field through drain tile. A lot of times that has some other negative consequences downstream that we've seen within the state. And so there's there's some projects out there that we've been working with to capture that water coming out of drain tiles, keep it on the field in a storage and then be able to pump a few an inch or so back on that field uh, when that crop really needs it so eliminate some of the the nitrogen runoff coming out of the field capture that water for use more in the season when it may be needed delaney on the farm for profit podcast our most downloaded episodes are around controlling water whether it was drainage tiled or irrigation to where that's extremely important to our listeners profitability and uh, Delaney was looking the wrong way, but when you mentioned that you could control runoff and capture and then reutilize that rainwater, 
my eyes got big and that <laughs> that was exciting it, and i think that's probably just one of the small things that sets Lindsay irrigation in the zematic systems apart from your competition what what else would be a differentiator you know one other thing we're doing kind of back on the environmental side is what we've some of the projects that we've worked with primarily in nebraska uh, with environmental groups that are <clears throat> looking to conserve wetlands but also work with the producer hand in hand and our products, our variable rate irrigation, our NFTs work out great for those situations where we need to walk through a wetland. We want to still be able to put down fertilizer through the pivot, but we want to have that buffer before we get close to that wetland. So we're able to pulse those sprinklers off. Um, and then also on the on the wildlife side, not only is it good for the birds, uh, we're able to work with the group is able to work with the producers, but this helps us recharge our aquifer as well. So those are some of the things that we're working with um, in the state of Nebraska. Now, Tanner, I know oftentimes at the Farm Progress Show, this is a place where people are unveiling new products. They're launching new things that will push the agricultural industry forward. And I know Lindsay Irrigation recently introduced the world's first smart pivot. Brad, tell us what is a smart pivot? Yes, it's been a been an exciting year here within Lindsay with uh, just the busyness of the season, uh, some of the, the highest run rates that we've seen. And the smart pivot is going to take uh, center pivot irrigation really to the next level as far as being able to uh, know a lot more things about that machine. Uh, we talked a little bit about the flat tires, uh, machines potentially stopping in, their, in a bad spot. The smart pivot, we're going to be able to dial in and know exactly what each tower of that machine is doing. So we're going to be able to see things like if, if the tower stopped for some reason and start diagnosing it there on the spot uh, from our phone. And then also being able to check tire pressure, being able to see what amp draw is doing. So we, we can see some potential problems looming before they actually happen and get them addressed to keep the machines up and running. That's great. I just, I'm lost in a space of wonder, Delaney. It just, I saw a note here that one of the first pivots that they ever built, it was built in 1969 and it's still in operation. So not, not only do we have smart pivots, but we also are selling quality products. That kind of comes back to just one of the things I'm really proud about, uh, Zomatic is just the, the, the sheer heavy built structural integrity of our machines. Uh, we started by Lindsay, Nebraska, and if anybody knows about the train in that area, it's it's very hilly. And so these machines have to crawl over mm-hmm. some, some pretty good hills mm-hmm. uh, to to keep going. And the other thing that I'm pretty proud about is just our, our pipeline. We have the, the heaviest pipeline in the industry, and I think that's great. But I think there's some other, other key things uh, that, you know, when we look on the horizon— and it really comes down to that product innovation, talking about the smart pivot, talking about the field net, our new uh, user interface that will be coming out here uh, before next season. Um, we, we mentioned a little bit, I think it may have been yesterday, on on technology and some of the things as far as our actual manufacturing. We're yeah. the only uh, center pivot irrigation company that owns its own technology production facility. So we're actually making the hardware, making the boards. We have a plant in Olathe, Kansas, Alexis, that, that we're, where we're actually putting together those circuit boards. And that's amazing. That If you ever mm-hmm. want to go watch a really cool industry and, and watch those machines work, uh, making circuit boards is pretty cool. And I think this day and age, when we talk about just global supply chain, having that in our 
underneath our umbrellas is huge, where we're not relying on other production facilities and uh, production facilities in other parts of the world. Right. We have that in-house yeah. uh, within the middle part of the, of the U.S. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure COVID uh, exacerbated that, even for you guys, even having that close by and in-house. But you mentioned Zomatic Center Pivots. We've talked about uh, the Smart Pivot, FieldNet. But we got to talk about what's coming down the pipeline because I'm sure there's new things that you guys are working on here. What do we see coming down the pipeline over the next year, over the next five years for Lindsay? The new user interface on FieldNet is going to be a, a big big benefit to our, our, our FieldNet customers. Uh, today, they are able to have FieldNet on their phones, you know, on their computer. Having this new interface really changes the way they navigate through those websites. They're, they're pretty stream, streamlined today, but this, this next upgrade, I took a look at it here a couple of weeks ago, and it's, it's really going to integrate the FieldNet advisor portion into it so they can really see what's going on out there just like they would uh, on their home computer. So I'm excited about that. We talked a little bit about Smart Pivot, but Smart Pivot really is a roadmap that will continue on for many years to come and additional things that we're going to be able to monitor to add on to basically that smart pivot backbone, if you will, that you're going to see continued innovations that will be added to that year after year after year. That's great, Delaney. You did a dad joke pun there. I don't know if you're coming (laughs) down the pipeline. He just mentioned that they've got some of the heaviest, strongest pipe in the industry. So, Brad, this has been a pleasure having you on the Ag News Daily Podcast. We appreciate the sponsorship from Lindsay and the Zomatic line. Uh, great day two at the Farm Progress Show. Again, listeners, if you want to learn more about them, visit lindsay.com, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y.com, or your local Lindsay dealer to get more information. Is there anything we missed, Brad? I think we we hit quite a few topics in a short amount of time. I appreciate it, guys. Thank All right. You. No, our pleasure is ours. Thanks for joining the Ag News Daily Podcast. I'm glad that we got to catch Brad twice at the Farm Progress Show. It's a topic, like we said yesterday, that I didn't know a lot about. I knew that it existed. I know that it contributes to the farm profitability. But it's fun to see that there is a lot more that goes into it than what I would expect. There certainly is. And there's a lot more that goes into the Ag News Daily podcast or will go into the podcast the rest of this week and the weeks to come because we've had a lot of great conversations here, Tanner. We're going to be playing those on the next couple of weeks on the Ag News Daily podcast. Yep. And if you're going to be here Thursday, the last day, 1030 at the Sukup booth, you can come watch us record live. We got some speakers here to make sure the news gets to you first before everybody else. But what do you say, Delaney? Is it time to let the listeners go? Let's let them go. (laughs) 